Welcome everybody. Uh, wow, what a weekend. Never seen anything like that. We moved to the city in 1987, or I did, and uh, Greta uh, 10 years later, never seen anything like this. But um, I think this is part of the hour in which we're living, don't you? You know, Jesus warned that there, in the last days there would be earthquakes, famines, wars, rumours of wars, pestilences, weather going crazy, you know, the roaring of the sea, perplexing people, signs in the heavens. And uh, so I just think we're living in an interesting day and a very challenging day. And our prayer this week has been just uh, what the Apostle Paul said to the Thessalonians. He said, listen, I'm sending Timothy to you to encourage you to strengthen you and to keep you from being disturbed by the troubles you're going through. So it's great as in my prayer this morning, that is exactly what the Holy Spirit will do for you here today. So you're gonna kick off, sweetheart? Yes. I'll return. Yes, good morning, everybody. Just so wonderful to be here. We love being with our, our family. And in actual fact, a thought came to mind. You know, we often talk about Church Unlimited CU for as an abbreviation. But the thought is, um, it stands for something else too, community in unity. Come on. You know, as we walk through this year and beyond, there are two things we need to be aware of. It's significant that the very first thing the Lord spoke to me early morning on the first year of 2023 is this, God is in full control. And we must remember this because the turbulence and the shaking will continue in the world. Both the greatest and the most difficult days for the church lie ahead. Yet in all the chaos, we can stay secure and unshaken in Christ. And this is something for us to declare regularly. God is in control. And then the second thing the Lord Jesus spoke to me two days later was this. There are more curveballs coming. Keep your eye on the prize. Now these curveballs are from the enemy and Jesus is warning us so that we are not taken by surprise. And in baseball, the curveball refers to the pitcher's spin on the ball so that it deviates from its course. And um, I've just had a real sense that that this unprecedented rain for Auckland was a curveball the meteorologist didn't see coming. It was an unexpected thing. In the natural, a, a sports coach says this to, to his, um, his players, keep your eye on the ball. But Jesus says something different. He says, keep your eye on the prize. And then no curveball from the devil will unexpectedly deviate you from your course. You know, Paul wrote, the prize awaits me. And when Jesus, who is our great prize, returns, He will award each of us the prize, the crown of righteousness, and there are other crowns with it as well. So we just, we just remember those things about God in full control and we keep our eye on the prize, not on the curveballs. Then over the past few months, um, I've sensed the Lord speaking a number of things for the season ahead of us, but there was one word that has especially been highlighted and it has come to mind repeatedly. And we have a slide coming up. It's the word alignment. And God actually unexpectedly confirmed alignment 
through our home ventilation system, our HRV system, um, which is a natural sign. Every time I randomly walk past it, the temperature would be the same. 22, 22 in the roof and the house. 23, 23, 24, 24, 25, 25, 26, 26. And when that it was happening so frequently and unusually, I knew the Lord was saying something. And what does this mean? If you think of the roof and the house, it's like heaven and earth. And God wants the same on earth as it is in heaven. We pray, Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, the Lord desires us to come into alignment with heaven. So it is the same. And I felt that he emphasized three aspects of this alignment. I felt him say, alignment with my heart, alignment with my, my will, alignment with my word. We'll quickly unpack that. Firstly, the Lord looks for men and women after his own heart who love him and know him in close relationship. That's what God said of David. I have found David a man after my own heart. And he seeks that with every one of us. Secondly, he looks for those who live in full surrender to his perfect will, who walk in his plans and purposes. That's what God said of David in, 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 in Acts 13. He will do everything I want him to do. And he, and he wants us to be like, like King David. And then thirdly, he looks for those who will wholeheartedly trust and obey His Word, come into alignment with His Word so that He can release accelerated spiritual maturity. Now, I don't know about you, but I know I cannot come into alignment in, with my own efforts whatsoever. But what God is doing is He is releasing multiplied grace for alignment. And this is a very special period right now where God is releasing this grace for us to come, His church to come into alignment with heaven. And you say, well, why is alignment so important? God wants His people to be ready and prepared and rightly positioned to be and to do. To be the glorious shining bride of Christ, full of the Spirit and full of power. And to do, to successfully accomplish the assignments that He has for us, both personal and for us as a church. You see, it's alignment for our assignment. And there are some, there are specific ones, but there are some that can apply to, to all of us. Early November last year, the Lord reminded me again of this multi-generational move of God that is coming when He pours out His Spirit and He wants us to prepare. And to the fathers and mothers and the generals in the faith, he says, a major assignment is to pray, also train and equip millennials, the future leaders to become fathers and mothers as well. And to millennials, he says, run with the generals, learn from them, keep running far beyond the older generation, rise up, rise up to your full potential. You will lead the children of today to become a spirit-filled mighty army of God. You will train and prepare them to reach a billion of their generation with salvation. You know, 10 years ago, I read the statistic that by 2025, that's two years away, a billion more people will be born. God is in also imparting strength for assignment. And He promises supernatural strength as we wait upon Him. 
and there's a scripture that he's brought strongly to mind these past few months. And he confirmed it when we were ministering in October last year in Australia with um, an unusual photograph I didn't expect to see hanging on a bedroom wall. And we've got a slide of it coming up. It's a big wild ox. You know, in ancient Israel, the wild ox was a symbol of strength and power. And I feel today it is a symbol for us, um, the, the church as well. Now this is the verse, Psalm 92 verse 10. But you Lord have made me as strong as a wild ox. You have anointed me with the finest oil. This will become your declaration and my declaration. And just in summary, it is time to align with God's heart, His will and His word. He's releasing grace for, for alignment and strength for assignment. How many identified with the ox? <laughs> it's a scary looking beastie. It was very hard sleeping in that bedroom, let me tell you, with that thing staring at us. But anyway, it was all good. My wife is a seer prophet. So God speaks to her through home ventilation systems and pictures on the wall and all sorts of things. I just think that's an ugly ox. That's all I think. And she gets a prophetic message. But there you go. <laughs> Horses for courses. But that is a great word. Alignment for the purposes of God. And I want to talk to you, um, you know, about spiritual fathers and mothers arising. I've really been um, meditating on this whole thought uh, recently and uh, just want to really share that with you. But listen, just to let you know, we've got uh, some books out in the foyer. Uh, there's our book, Hope, How to Find the Gateway to a Better Future. I reckon one of the greatest, most precious commodities in the earth right now is not gold and silver and diamonds, it's hope. And God's people need to radiate hope and this book will light a fire of hope in you. Uh, you wanna be a carrier of hope. If you feel like you need hope, this book will really, really help you. Uh, a book, Afterlife, that Greta and I co-wrote. Um, the first few chapters is if, you know, if you've lost a loved one, how do you navigate the grief of that? This will really help you. But the majority of the book is about what happens on the other side of death, heaven, judgment day, the return of Jesus, the new earth, the new heaven. So again, stuff we really need to know. So be encouraged. And then uh, how to pray and change your world. If you need, if, I guarantee this book will light a fire of prayer in you. And if it doesn't, get your money back from Sam. He'll, uh, he'll pay you back, I'm sure. But I guarantee it will light a fire of prayer. And listen, how many know we need to step up our prayer effort uh, this year in 2023? Parents, you gotta step up your prayer for your kids. Grandparents, step up prayer for your grandkids. All of us stepping up prayer um, for our families, for the nation, etc. You know, in December 2019, uh, it was before COVID really broke and we were coming into this new decade of the 2020s. I, I said, Lord, is there anything you wanna say about this coming decade? And, and I wrote down what I felt He said at the time. This is what the Lord said. There will be much turbulence in the nations in this coming decade of the 2020s. Tie yourselves to the belt of truth. Fasten it strongly. Those who stand in truth will do exploits for the kingdom. Greta talked about being aligned with the Word. Nations will rise and fall this decade 
as will political and societal leaders. For a while it will seem that evil has the upper hand, but this will be turned by the prayers of God's people. Do not cower in the face of darkness, but stand strong. Though there will be difficult times, there will also be the greatest opportunities for the Kingdom of God ever in history. More people are going to hear the Gospel than ever before. Now I know we need to pray into that. Every prophetic word is an invitation to intercession. But I believe that God is gonna uh, always turn darkness into something better. And this turbulence uh, is going to continue in 2023. Um, but this is not a time to let darkness overwhelm us. And one of the keys for the global church to handle these times that we're living in is for spiritual fathers and mothers to arise. If we read in 1 John 2, 12 to 14, it says this, Apostle John writing to, the, to various churches actually in Asia at the time, I'm writing to you dear children because your sins have been forgiven on account of His Name, that's the Name of Jesus. I'm writing to you fathers and mothers because you know Him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you young men and women because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you dear children because you know the Father. And I write to you fathers and mothers because you know Him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men and women because you're strong and the Word of God lives in you and you've overcome the evil one. Sir, a fire for the Word is gonna burn in you this year and God is gonna add strength into your life as you devour the Word of God. You're gonna rise up as a strong man in the Holy Spirit and you're gonna find an overcoming spirit settling on you to overcome things you've never been able to overcome before. So just be encouraged. And that Word could be for any of us. And so twice, so John's talking about three levels of maturity, children, young men and women, are fathers and mothers. And twice he says about spiritual fathers and mothers, uh, they are defined by knowing Him who's from the beginning. Well, what does that mean? Well, let's go back to the beginning and find out. Genesis 1 verses 1 to 2 says, In, Are your hands getting tired? Would you like a break? Bless you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Such faithfulness. <laughs> so cool. I know Jeremiah prophesied better when there was music. So Genesis 1 verses 1 to 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Now the Hebrew word for formless is a word, uh, I don't know how you pronounce it, I think it's, it's called tohu, T-O-H-U, and it really can be translated to mean chaos. So what you've got here is a picture of the earth and it's empty, it's chaotic, it's dark. Does that sound a bit familiar to the world we're living in? Like chaotic, dark, empty? I think it does. But then something happened. Genesis 1 verse 3, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And so the Lord turned the darkness into light. And as you read the rest of Genesis 1, you find out that God progressively turns the chaos into beauty and order. The emptiness, He fills the earth with all sorts of amazing things. 
And so if John is applying that to spiritual fathers and mothers and saying, these are the people, the men and the women who know Him who is from the beginning, what does it really mean? It means that spiritual fathers and mothers know, they know for sure that God is the God that turns chaos into order. He turns darkness into light. Spiritual fathers and mothers have a confidence in the goodness of God, the sovereignty of God, that God is in control, not the devil, not wicked people. God is in control and they are sure no matter how long it might take, even sometimes it might take the return of Jesus, He is able to turn any chaotic situation into order. He is able to turn anything of darkness into light. To know that the Holy Spirit hovers over every circumstance, waiting for the command to bring order and light in your life, your home, your children and the nations. Now, sometimes chaos and darkness is the product of our own poor decisions or our own sinning. And, you know, we have to kind of repent and and ask God to transform us by the renewing of our minds um, and change. But there's chaos and darkness that's due to satanic powers and also sinful hearts. But as we resist in faith and prayer and declaration, God will transform it. And fathers and mothers stand in confidence in God's ability to do this. And they will give great security to the next generations coming up under them. And if ever there was a time for spiritual fathers and mothers to arise, to give security and confidence to the next generation, it is now. You know, one of the things that blessed me as I watched Open Heaven was the number of young men and women on the platform this year. It was like every church, the people in their 30s and 40s. There's a new generation of spiritual fathers and mothers arising. And us in the older group, we're becoming spiritual grandfathers and grandmothers. But Greta and I were utterly thrilled to see young lives standing on that podium, leading the city in prayer. I go, thank you, Jesus. This is an answer to prayer for the next generation generation to rise. I remember when my first wife, uh, Jane, passed away. Many of you know the story. She battled multiple sclerosis for more than 30 years, spent uh, 20 years in a wheelchair. And we prayed for healing for all of those 20 years. Then she passed away back in 2007. It was a very dark time for me and my, my sons. But at, on the day of her death, I made a declaration and I said, Lord, I don't know why she hasn't been healed, but I vow to keep praying for the sick and to train an army of others to do the same. I was not gonna let my theology on healing be dictated to by my loss and by my circumstances. Our theology on healing comes from the Word of God. I am the Lord that heals you. You will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And so I didn't know how to do that, but the following year, uh, the Lord put the idea of running a school of the supernatural uh, into me. We ran it out of the church I was involved in East Auckland for eight weeks, uh, two sessions a night, had different people involved and, and it was so powerful and so amazing. Other churches started to hear it. Can we do it? And so we had to shrink it to a weekend seminar, Friday night, Saturday. And then since, Uh, Since then, Greta and I have taken that seminar all over New Zealand and to other nations in the world. And you know what's happened? Thousands have been equipped to work in the power of the Spirit. Hundreds and hundreds of people have been healed. You see, God turns darkness into light. And it may come with the most ordinary ideas, the most 
trivial of thoughts, that if they're from the Holy Spirit, they are the seeds of light, that if you water them, if you move in faith on them, they grow to become something that sheds light in the darkness and transforms the situation. You know, the shepherd of our soul is an expert at transforming chaos into order and darkness into light. And I know we don't need to be a nuclear scientist to figure out that 2023 is the year of the Good Shepherd. Psalm 23, I think, is, is a, just such a strong, uh, it's just strong, okay, Lord, 2023, Psalm 23, the year of the Good Shepherd. What does Psalm 23 say? It says, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters and He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. And though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for You are with me. Your rod and Your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, when... When Jane died, I memorised it because I tell you what, in the middle of the night and that grief's all pouring in, that's how I counted it. Well, Lord, though I'm walking through this valley, You're gonna lead me out the other side. And on the other side of the valley, wow, there's a feasting table, there's favour, there's provision, there's goodness, there's mercy. You see, the thing about us humans We really like the green pastures and still waters. And if it would be our choice, we would just love to camp there. Wow, He's restoring my soul, it's cool. And then we get spiritual, well, Lord, guide us in paths of righteousness for Your Name's sake, to bring honour to You. And it sounds really good. And and you start heading out on that path and before you know it, you hit a valley of trouble, of loss, of difficulty. And, oh, I didn't sign up for this, Lord. I wanna go back to the green pastures. No, no, keep going forward. You see, spiritual fathers and mothers that are those that have traversed the valley of the shadow of death, the valley of loss, the valley of grief, the valley of trouble, and they've come out the other side and they've seen what God can do to transform a valley into something beautiful. It's a year ago today, we lost our beloved Pastor Helen. I watched darkness come over so many of us and over the family, but I've also watched how light has come out of that situation. I've watched how people have walked, not in offence at God, but in trust in God. I've watched how Tim has walked a remarkable walk and God is just doing amazing things. I've watched this church walk through a valley of the shadow of death and come out the other side, the majority You see, you can't become a spiritual father and mother unless you suffer. It doesn't come cheap, folks. Spiritual fathers and mothers are those who have traversed valleys and come out the other side. And this is not an age thing. You can be a 20-year-old and traverse a valley successfully and trust in God. And God has put that quality of fathering and mothering upon you. Conversely, you could be in your 60s or 70s still offended at what God didn't do 20 years ago in remaining immature. There's no other way. Spiritually mature know that the Lord who is their shepherd will cause them to go through every 
valley. What of the spiritually young? Let's go back to our Scripture. 1 John 2, 12 to 14 says, I'm writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven. Uh, On account of His name, I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know Him who's from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you've overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know Him who's from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you're strong. The Word of God lives in you. You've overcome the evil one. He's talking about three levels of maturity. He mentions spiritual children. These are people that you've come to faith in Jesus. You know your sins are forgiven. You know, therefore, that God is your Father because John 1.12 says, as many that receive Jesus who believe in His Name, He gives them power to become children of God. And you become a child of God, born into God's family, not because of religious perfection, but because of faith in Jesus, your Saviour, who hung on a cross for you to wash you from all your sin. And if you have faith in Jesus and declare Him to be the Lord of your life and ask Him to forgive you, you're born again of the Spirit into this family where God is now your Father, not your judge, but your Father. Wow, what a thing to know. But we don't. Stop there because there's another category, young men and women. These are ones that have begun to devour the Word. They have begun to love the Word, read the Word, study the Word, walk in obedience to the Word of God. The Word of God is in them. Consequently, they are strong and they've overcome the evil one. They're not tossed to and fro by every storm. They're not pushed down by demonic powers. They get up again. There is a Word of God burning within them that they can counter the enemy, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. It may not be instant victory over every area. Uh, Quickly, it just is an ongoing journey. And then you've got your fathers and mothers who know that God turns chaos into order, darkness into light, and every valley you walk through into something good. And we're meant to grow through the three levels. We're not meant to stay at one or the other. And the thing about that is you take each level with you. So those who become strong in the Word, you still know your sins are forgiven. You know God is your Father. Those that have become spiritual fathers and mothers, you rejoice that you're saved by grace. The Word is in you. You're an overcomer of the enemy. You may not win every battle instantly, but you know you have this confidence in God. He is able to do it. And it's the Spirit of God that journeys us into maturity. As Jody mentioned, He is our helper. Wow. I often say to churches, you know, God the Father gave us two great gifts. Number one, Jesus to be our Saviour. Number two, the Holy Spirit to be our helper. He didn't design us to get through this Christian walk on our own. He sent a helper. You'll you'll never become strong in the Word on your own. It's the Spirit that reveals the Word. It's the Spirit that puts the desire in you. 2023 may be a stormy year, but those who trust in the Lord will walk with an overcoming spirit. Spiritual fathers and mothers need to arise. And chances are that what you went through in 2022 that was really hard and difficult, or even in the last few years, has been permitted by God, maybe not sent by God, could be other factors, but has been permitted by the Lord to have an outcome where you will step up to a new level of maturity in God and become a spiritual father and mother 
that exudes confidence in God's goodness to the next generation. And as I was standing in worship, Sam and Jody, I kept getting the words, step up, step up. This is an incredible year of you guys stepping up. Uh, God is making you to be spiritual mother and father in the nation. And that's why you, you've been stepping up over 2022. And also that's why there's been times where all hell has broken loose against you. And it's been really, really tough and difficult and you've had to navigate some valleys. But it's because God declares over you, spiritual mother, spiritual father, arise in the name of Jesus. Come on, stand up. Honey, lay your hands on them. Uh, come forward a little. Come on, church, reach out your hands. The Lord said exactly the same thing to me yesterday about you two. I was seeing you rising up as spiritual fathers and mothers in this nation. In the name of Jesus, I release that anointing to become a spiritual mother and a spiritual father in the name of Jesus. Just receive that. We declare you are a spiritual mother and father in this nation. We call forth what God sees you becoming. Amen. Yeah, I, I believe that your, your God is going to give you a voice in the nation. And, uh, and, and you just wait and see what He does in the next 10 years with you. So just know this is His call, not by your own effort, but by His grace and call. It's time, it's time. And praise God, there's an army of others your age that are stepping up in the nation. Wonderful to see. So give them a hand. We, we love Sam and Jody. They are, they are amazing young people. You're, I'm still allowed to call you young because I'm a lot older. So, uh, you know, I love what St. Francis of Assisi said. He said, all the darkness in the world cannot extinguish the light of a single candle. Wow, there's a lot of darkness in the world right now, don't you think? But hey, spiritual mums and dads, you know nothing can overcome the light. And you're gonna stand with light. There was a scripture that Greta and I were quoting so much uh, through 2022 and also praying it into being. And I would be constantly declaring the Scripture over our life because we didn't find 2022 a very easy year. There's a lot of adversity. When God opens a door for effective service, there are adversaries. And the, the Scriptures, Isaiah 41.10, and it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. That's a great Scripture, don't you think? And I was quoting that so much. I just Discovered that you version. How many know of you the you version app of the Bible? The number one most searched for scripture in 2022 was this one, Isaiah 41:10. Throughout the world, it was the most looked at scripture on you version. I don't know about other Bible apps. Tells me something. Tells me the Holy Spirit saying, "Come on, church, you need to know the truth of this. Come on, young men and women, you need to know the truth of this. Come on, spiritual mums and dads, we need to declare to others, fear not." God is with us, be not dismayed, for I am your God, I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. That's the truth right there. The enemy would seek to intimidate us, dismay us, weaken us, fill us with fear. Have you noticed spirits of fear and anxiety let loose in the earth? We gotta be those that say, no, I'm not gonna bow to that thing. My God says this, fear not. 
Don't be dismayed. I will strengthen you. I'm with you. I'll uphold you with my victorious right hand. You know, in a, in a moment, we have to scoot into the city and Jody's going to come and give an invitation or opportunity for anyone here that doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ to receive Him. I talked about children of those that know their sins are forgiven. What a wonder to know that your sins are forgiven. All the rubbish and wrong stuff you've done that lays, layers guilt and condemnation on you to know that Jesus Christ can wash you clean and you don't need to carry the weight of your sin and wrongdoing and your mistakes that you still grieve over, you still regret, you still have memory of those wrong things you did because you've got something called a conscience and that conscience will keep telling you you shouldn't have done that and you shouldn't have said that and, and you've got regrets and you've got sorrow over your past and I wanna say to you, Jesus can wash you clean of your sin and cleanse away your past and make you a new creation and give you a fresh start. And it starts with you handing your life over to Jesus and saying, Lord, be the Lord in my life and forgive me for what I've done. I believe that you died on a cross for me. And Jody's gonna give that invitation in a moment because God said to Paul, Paul, I'm sending you to the nations to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins in a place among those who are made holy through faith in me. Wow. In the next, maybe the music team can come right now. In the next few minutes, we just wanna pray into this because I just believe all of us here today, we're at a different level. Some of us are new Christians. We're in that children level. Some of us are becoming young warriors. Some of us are becoming spiritual fathers and mothers are already there. And we would just love to pray in a moment that the Holy Spirit would step us up another level this year, that we will go beyond where we are. You always carry those other levels with you as you mature. And you don't become a spiritual mum and dad overnight. It sometimes takes years or even decades for God to work in you. That's why Greta and I always honour those we see older in the faith, those in their 70s, 80s, 90s, we just say, wow, you can tell, you can tell that they've walked with God. You can, you can smell a fragrance coming off them that they've walked through suffering and difficulty, but there's a sweetness about them. They're still turning up. They're still glowing with Jesus. And we just love that about that those that are older than us go, wow, thank you, Lord, for that generation that are shining examples to us. But wherever you're at today, we need to step up another level of maturity, go, go beyond where we currently are.